When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Bigfoot Collectors Club, Collector's Item. <laughs> hey guys. What's up? Welcome to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the podcast where we talk to celebrity guests about their personal paranormal history and yep. share stories from high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan, and with me always is your other host, Bryce Johnson. Um, so today uh, we have a very special guest yes. with us. She's a comedic performer and writer. She has a brand new comic called Sasquatch Detective from DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Brandy Stillwell. Yeah. yeah. Hi, Brandy. Hello. How this are you? Is, I'm great. Great. This is yeah. so exciting to have you in the uh, in the clubhouse because you uh, we were talking about this before we started rolling. You are the first guest that we've had who's listened to every episode of our show. Yes, that's I'm very amazing. Studious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you do it as to, to no, study up? Or? No, well, because you know when Michael approached me about the podcast who so he found out about Sasquatch Hello. Detective yes. my name is Michael I was wondering <laughs> if you'd like to be on my podcast <laughs> and he was telling me he's like do you have makes me sound like a creep no uh, well it was in a bar well that was, was true um, but you were like oh do you have any ghost stories and I'm like oh my god hell yes yes yeah. oh my god I could write a book and then you went on and you were like do you collect anything I'm like where are we going with this and then you started telling me <laughs> about Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's and, so great. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I collect a lot of stuff. And then too. it turns out <laughs> everybody does. You created a you comic know? character called Sasquatch Detective. We had to get you on that the show. That is apropos. That is amazing. Exactly. So tell Thank us you. a little bit before we get started uh, for listeners who are curious about this new character. Tell us a little bit about Sasquatch Detective. Um, her name is Tanya Lightfoot, and she's been, well, she just joined the LAPD. Uh, since they opened up the diversity program, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Mike showed me that page. He brought a. Uh, maybe I'm uh, giving something it's away. It's fine. I have it with me. I'm today. familiar with the illustration, and yeah, and it's beautiful. I brought you each an issue. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. Awesome. because it just came. It's actually in the back of Mark Russell's um, exit stage left, the wow. Snagglepuss Chronicles, and so it was supposed to go in the first one, but there was a, an issue with the art, so it's going to be 
in the last five issues. Was the problem wow. that the artist drew um, a chupacabra instead <laughs> of a Sasquatch? You gave him the wrong research notes. I uh, might get in trouble for saying this, uh, but no. she went from looking like a tall, husky, hairy Audrey Hepburn, which is what she's supposed to look like, right. to like Pennywise from It. And oh, yeah. really? I, oh, interesting. Like, I had tears. I had I shed Pennywise? I How do you get to Pennywise? Oh, I can show you on my uh, phone later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, and I like this character because she, Tanya Lightfoot, correct? Correct. And it, uh, she's sort of, the take on this Sasquatch is she's a little more canine than ape, I felt like. Correct. This is not a criticism. I like this take on it. Yes. Like well, her feet aren't. Uh, they're not dainty. No. No, but they're also, they almost, they have like little claws at the end of them. She's yeah. a little bit more of a. She's not quite dog man or dog woman, but she's got a little bit. She's a different it's take on Sasquatch. Sasquatch. I know it's a different Michael. take on the Sasquatch, which I like physically. <laughs> no, it's yes. still very recognizably a Sasquatch, but it's a little. It's fresh. In the next issue, she might get. She's going to be caught like sharpening her nails on like a wow. an antique desk at the Rampart Division at LAPD. I can't wait for that scene. So you must have had a, a blast like exploring like this her mythology and stuff like that. I mean. Yeah, um, actually, where she originated was, well, I, I used to do improv all the time, and she was a go-to character that I would have wow. in my back pocket. Oh, nice. So if you had, um, you know, I had, like, the creepy little child character, or and then I had Tanya the Yeti, because that's where she started out as. And then uh, it was almost two years ago, I was in the um, grad program at Second City, and we had an assignment that was... To make sure there was four women and four guys on the team, and we had to just make sure that the assignment was to write a scene that had all four uh, women in it. And I was working WonderCon that weekend. I was driving like the five south to the one, uh, the one ten. I yeah, don't know towards downtown. Right. Yeah, and there's the uh, Academy Road right there, which is the opening from Charlie's Angels. And oh I'm like, gosh. oh my God, that's it. That's what I'm going to write. Charlie's Angels plus the Sasquatch. And that's what <laughs> that's we wild. did on stage. And it killed every single time we did it. And then Dan DiDio, who is the um, head publisher of DC, he came to see it and was just like, uh, you need to turn this into, uh, write me an outline. We need to turn You're this into kidding. a character. Had you that's done anything awesome. like that before in the comic world? Well, of course. I Not mean, in the comic world. Right, okay. But many, like, I'm from the world of animation. Like, I've worked... I've why well, and even sketch. I, I'm older. Um, I <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> oh, uh, you know, if you draw, you must be old. Oh, geez. Back in the day, um, I was the post producer for Mad TV, like oh a lifetime gosh. ago. And then after I left Mad TV, I went to Family Guy, and I and I was the script supervisor. And then um, took a pay cut and a title cut, and was like an EP's assistant. But wow. they weren't really fond of having women. Writers, so I left. Time's up, motherfuckers. Time's up, motherfuckers. Time's up. What a treat for a future, for, for comic lovers. This is why this two is so white exciting. guys are holing up in a clubhouse <laughs> and talking about Bigfoot because we can't get hired on any other jobs in this town right now. <laughs> This is what I want to be doing. This is what I want to be doing. Jokes on you, ladies. That's we want to exactly be talking right. about weird shit. Well, that's so cool. Well, I saw it. I thought it was cool as shit. Thank and you. I cannot much. wait. My my was I was like I'm not reading it now because I take my time with this stuff. So I cannot wait to uh, d to dive in. And one last question. I know the answer to this, but for listeners at home, uh, 
is she so this is dc comics does this mean she's running around with batman and superman or is she in her own she could if she wanted she's sasquatch girl um it's interesting question um dan informed me like two weeks ago he came to me and he was like why don't you use somebody in the dcu and i'm like wait i I can do that and i'm like i can do this and he's like yeah do it and i'm like wisely and he's like well she's in the multiverse so you can use her and she's not she's not earth uh earthbound time no there and there's no continuity so i I can't really say but i wrote so you are kind of like oh i didn't mean to cut you off you wrote time's up motherfucker oh i was gonna say so like quit interrupting no let her finish it you're in the same camp as me interdimensional portal traveling let her finish her point yeah you're right you were writing uh something I added a, a DC character last Friday, and I shed tears. I can't really say who it is. Okay, it's cool. going to be an issue three. I love that. Wow. It's perfect tease. But I shed tears Maybe when I was writing it. Maybe you can drop it here in it. a future episode. It must yeah. have been Metamorpho, because that is the most emotional <laughs> superhero of all. Don't be trying to get tells from her. Don't be guessing. That's all incredible. Right. So, uh, Brandy, we cannot wait for more Sasquatch Detective. Guys, go check it out. Yes. Michael Post number two on the stands right now. Uh, and also... Let's talk about your personal paranormal history. Boom. Well, um, did the lights just dim a little bit when I said that? I mean, they for sure appropriately so. It's nice mood lighting. I've been told so many times Mm -hmm. I'm an antenna. So, um, aren't we? That's amazing. I I bet we're going to vibe on a lot of the same things here. So my, I was telling. you earlier when I got here. Riley. 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 Even like, no, I sound like <laughs> such an asshole. Okay. Um, I was telling you. You. Well, there it is, uh, Riley. Um, we can answer to you. My first time I had seen anything was seven. And I'm from Kansas, like you are, Michael. And we, I'm not religious now, but growing up, I grew up in the Quaker church. And my godfather. Gary had passed away, and it was the first funeral that I had ever gone to. And Gary's casket was open, and at the front of the um, at the front of the church, and I was confused because I could see Gary sitting on a speaker, <gasps> and he Whoa. was he was plain as day. Wow. And I kept trying to get my mother's attention to point this out to her, and she mm. was getting very frustrated and angry. My dad was very angry at me, and my sister was crying. And it wasn't until a couple of years later. I mean, Gary, he he, he winked at me twice. Okay. Like, right. Pause yeah. real quick questions. <clears throat> yeah. uh, what did he look like? Was he the same age as he was when he passed? Did he look younger? It was, How he was even he had, he had a He had a brown suit on in the casket, and he had the same brown suit on. How Whoa. seven-year-old Brandy envisioned Gary, probably, in like whatever memory was most concrete. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That's and, wild. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Years later, my mother confessed that she saw him too. Ugh. But she didn't. Mom, you see, can't hop Jenny. on the bandwagon <laughs> well, that late. But everyone handles everything differently. That's exactly right. And she didn't know how to handle it herself. And mm-hmm. that's something that, you know, did mental damage to me. But at the time, I I wish that I could have had comfort in that because I didn't know what it was. Maybe she didn't, like, realize or even believe what she was saying. She's like, you know, who knows? I mean, I don't know. But it's like, exactly like Michael said, we all interpret. But, yeah, we're not – those seven-year-olds, It's we. there's a common theme, as you've heard the shows. I mean, we're young when we see these things, maybe, those of us that have seen whatevers. Parents, if you have seen the creatures haunting your children, turn to them now. (laughs) 
<laughs> take them by the shoulders, look them in the eye, and give say, them a hug. I yeah. saw it too. Sure. We need to move immediately. Yeah, yeah. That's that's wild. You need to reassure them. So Tell that, them oh, about man. the shadow creature that you see looming over your bed every night. Oh Jesus. So Gary sitting on a speaker, that's just weird and on its own. And did was that the only thing that happened or no, did that I'm, what kind of started that's all off? what started it. And then, you know, we lived in a two story house in the like outside of a, a town called Augusta in the middle of nowhere. And our nearest neighbor was like a mile away. And I started hearing voices in my closet. Mm. And my sister, like, I would drag her back. That's just in. Narnia. <laughs> That's just Narnia talking. Right. Just right. open it and come on in. Yeah. Um, and every time I would try and drag somebody back into the my bedroom to listen to it, it would stop. Yeah. And then soon after that, I don't remember where it came from, but we were given a Ouija board and we started playing. So now I'm like eight and we started playing with a Ouija board. Oh, geez. And now, as an adult, I will not. Te- I absolutely will not have anything to do with them. I won't. Yeah. It's a porthole, whatever. However, it's like Parker Brothers or Procter and Gamble, whatever it is. But it's not. It's amazing so- how that's still in Toys Procter R Us. And Gamble. <laughs> <I don't laughs> Procter and Gamble. No, but you can still get those in <laughs> like Toys R Us. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's strange that 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 like one item is left over for your kids to peruse. Well, here's the. Here's the I'm gonna play this creepy card. My sister and I were playing it, and we got a hold of this guy named Sam, um, who had we had asked him how he died, and he said that he was they he was he, he had been hanged, and we were like, why? Why did they hang you? And again, I'm eight. My sister's ten. Yeah, it spelled out rape. Now I don't know what that word means at eight. My sister didn't know what it meant. Wow. And so we went and told our mother. My mother just like went nuts because, you know, to a certain degree, we were very protected. Yeah. And yeah, when the board game starts spelling the word <laughs> rape, <laughs> to your you imagine, little girls. Could you imagine if it got faster? Like, hey, my name is Sam, and uh, anyway, from from Lexington, and uh, <laughs> well, I, I enjoy. Here at Procter and Gamble, that's awful. Do not support every word that are Ouija boards, right? So, don't endorse all messages from <laughs> the afterlife. So we weren't allowed to play with it after that. And yeah, I'd say wrap my it up. mom kept trying to get rid of it. And it kept, and I'm not, this is however you want to believe this, it kept reappearing in the house. And my mom, we have, um, since you didn't have trash service, you didn't have, you know, the trash guy that would pull up. Oh, yeah. In Augusta, so, you just throw it out in the big old hole out back. Well, we had the hole, but we also had barrels of trash and we would burn it. Yeah. And I think that that's where it ended up. Jeez. But it before that, my mom had thrown it in the trash a couple yeah. of times, and it still ended up back in the house. And she kept accusing my sister and I of pulling it back out. Could you imagine if you were like a little kid and you watched your mom burn the Ouija board, and then at night <laughs> you hear like a little squeaky noise and you look up, and that little triangular, what is it called, like a planchette? What? It's just scooting across the ceiling, the ceiling <laughs> above your bed. But you know how much of that parallels that uh, my pilot, that pilot episode we did, where I was like young and on the cul-de-sac with my friends playing That's around right. with some sort of magic game board, and then I see something and kicked it all off. Hey for kids, me too, you, you fooling know? around that magic game board again? Yeah, don't be fooling around with that stuff. I had know? a weird guy uh, when I was in high school. My buddy and his brother and I got a hold of an Ouija board, and this dude named Sean kept contacting us and he would say things like uh we would go all right what are we if you can see us what are we doing right now and his brother was um 
petting the dog, like wrestling with their dog, Gabby. And he spent, and we were going to be like, we, we, you know, if we were writing it ourselves, we would have said like playing with the dog or right. petting the dog. And this entity said making out with Gabby. Right. Like he had a sense of humor about it. Weird. And we'd go, and we'd be like, where are you? And he'd say, Todd's room. And we'd be like, okay, tell us something about Todd's room. And it spelled out Lizard King. He had a big poster of Jim Morrison. Wow. And so it was just like, it was... Cryptic. It was cri- like it was just one step further than the obvious answer yeah. you would give. Like, Jim Morrison poster. Yeah. So I was like, well, this isn't me. And I don't think this is my friend. It was super creepy. That's wild, And then man. we, we kind of stopped. I'm learning this. about you. You have a lot more stories than I know about. It's, and I'm learning... I'm doing this show. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Be careful with that stuff. But. Yeah, don't don't play with this. Well, that's so, wild. But wait, you know, hey, so you, you know what? The... In the end, here you are writing this cool comic, and I, here's what are we're you doing. skipping to the end already? Oh wait, no, I don't know. Have you even to, been to college? Trying to put a positive yet. fucking yeah. spin on Ouija boards, Michael. It's true. Well, after that, <laughs> um, things escalated in college. I went to KU. Um, wow. And shout out Lawrence, shout Kansas. Out Lawrence Kansas, Woo! everybody, Whoopee. to all of our friends on Mass Street. And so there was a lot of activity there, and then when then I I went the to Eldridge. F- You've been to the Eldridge. I have been to the Eldridge. There's a portal in room like 501, I think. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Go check it out if you're near the area. And then um, I went to film school in Maine, and then came back when I came out here. Delhi, do you guys remember the uh, not to be mistaken with like Long Island Medium, but there was crossing over with John Edward. Yes, yeah. sure. I was on two episodes of that. Oh my gosh! And so that becomes like now he's a controversial figure because I think some people said he was a charlatan after the show. But I cannot explain this the information that he had. Yeah. It was life changing for me. Yeah, totally. And it was my grandmother. Now, oh, also going back, like when I was a kid after my grandmother was killed. So years later, she shows back up, like when I was on Crossing Over with John Edward. But I had many stories, like, I mean, I can go into those where I feel like, I don't know, it's you ghost, but to, it was my I mean, grandma. Yes. Like, when are you, when, when is the next time you're going to have a microphone pointed at your face okay, here we to go. tell ghost stories? We'll opening the porthole, guys. Yeah, okay. The first time my grandmother, my grandmother um, passed away when I was 12. And it was a couple of, it was, it was a couple of months after that. I was like that special needs kid that I was never really left alone until I was 15 for good reason. Uh, Were you sidebar. just clumsy? Well, no, you know, even the, the trash cans, we would burn the trash. Like, I may burn the pasture down, whatever. So, and I was not allowed to cook either. I started a field fire once, too. Yeah, it's not fine. a big deal. I was doing Guys, my chores. Guys, confession, we've all started field <laughs> fires. <laughs> Everyone started a little field fire in their time. No, it's be okay. careful out there, kids. We well, all, you know, we all know that feeling of coming home, feeling full of fear and dread, <laughs> and then watching the local late night news <laughs> as your parents watch the field I'm, burn. I'm and no- you know that sinking feeling of guilt that you did it. I'm noticing a pattern with myself. Everything is safety. Be careful, though. Seriously. Seriously, like, I've heard myself. You can't. Just be careful out there, everyone. Jeez. Well, my sister and I think the babysitter, because the babysitter was clearly not paying attention. And she, they were, they were upstairs on the back deck. And we had two dirt roads that conjoined in the back to make a triangle. But there was a, a blacktop. No, I was never allowed on the blacktop. 
And for some reason, I'm like, I'm sad. I miss my grandma. I'm going to go walk down the highway. And um, again, but our nearest neighbor is like a mile away or so. Right. And my sister and the babysitter were on the back deck, and they could see me out there, but not doing anything about it. And I had checked out, and apparently a semi-rig had started to come down oh, the road. Geez. And the semi-rig saw me and started, like, laying on his horn. I don't hear it. My This is back from my sister and the babysitter told me later. And he starts to slam on his brakes and he starts to jackknife. Now, something picks me up and drops me into the ditch. Mm. And somehow the semi-rig is able to straighten back up and keep going. And so when you have a vehicle with that size and speed, it like creates like a wind tunnel whipping around. I kind of come to you in the ditch and all I can smell is like this rosy soap smell. And that's what my grandmother smelled, smelled like. Just like Jen Kirkman's lavender bush grandma. That's amazing. That's beautiful. So here it is now. I'm 21. I'm, what? what? Wicka, wicka, what? Whoa. Then. Wait a minute. I'm good I at need that. a minute to well, talk about the truck. Grandma's, was everybody okay? Yes, I survived. Yes, she was saved I by made her it. grandma. Well, the truck, was the truck driver? Didn't want to give a shit about it? He who? kept on going. Oh, and there okay. were skid marks down the highway Oof. for months. Wild. Um. Then, years later, I my dad used to run State Farm for Kansas and Oklahoma, mm. and so when I would be home from school, I would always volunteer. I would pray for like a tornado or a hailstorm, because then he'd have to open up the um, like a storm office because they couldn't handle all the regular claims, like your your fire and theft that would still be at one place, but if you had like tornado and all that damage that came into one office, so when I would be home for um, from school, from KU, I wasn't an intern. I don't care remember what they would call me, but I was like the runner. And they'd give me a Geo Metro and shout out to Geo Metros. <laughs> and um, I would go around to all the agents around town that day and pick up their claims, come back, file them, go to lunch, do that same route again. And we worked 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week. And then I'm like, woo, cash flow. And then I could go to, and when I was back up at school, I wouldn't have to work. So um, this one particular day, I'm coming down the street, which is now um, completely developed in houses. Um, but at the time, it was still like coming back in through like a field. And there was a huge row of trees on your left. The sun was setting on my right. And there was a wheat field on my right. And I just remember that there was this, there's like three cars that had stopped. And again, I'm, you know, I've been working like 10 hours. I'm exhausted. And I remember thinking, like, why are those cars stopped? Well, if he's going to turn, if those cars are turning left in front of me, where are they turning? It's a wheat field. And I'd been down this, this road, like, hundreds of times. And as I was getting closer and closer, I remember it happened, like, in slow motion. Mm. I remember just as I was coming up to this trees, I realized I'm on a train track. And there's a train coming. And there was a train literally like 20 feet to my left and I can still see making eye contact with the first two cars and with both of my hands on the steering wheel of the Geo Metro and looking down at the gear shift it shot into reverse oh my goodness about like 15 20 feet and then slammed into park and then then the train started going past me wow and between <clears> that <throat> I can see the, the the whites of the the two men in the two cars in front of me and again my whole car smelled like rosy. Well, soap. someone's looking out for you, you know? I mean, it's Mildred Stillwell, you guys. You know, listen, I mean, I can 
I'm a pretty practical guy, a common sense guy, but I mean, you know, I can put together a few dots on a fucking map, you know? It's like, hey, you know, maybe grandma here has using whatever energy she's, energy she's got in the afterlife to to look out for you, you know? Yeah. Once, twice, three times a lady, whatever you, it takes. You're going to get to heaven and grandma's going to be like... <clears throat> Why didn't you look both ways before you crossed the street? I you am know, so exhausted you know by you. That's the rose power <laughs> it took for that's me the opening to save to that your movie, ass. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Remember the little kid walks out on that uh, the highway, and then the cat. Wait, goes was his name oh Gabe? Gage or Gabe Gage, or something? Gage. Yes. It was Gage. Oh, I was movie. terrified of that. Kid. I love that movie. I never saw it. Oh my god. <laughs> And then, I so was too scared. Mike, they bury him in the pet cemetery because yeah. it brings back pets that's to the, life. That's oh the part that, that's gosh. why I didn't want to watch it. Cut Thank to, gosh you didn't have to go that far. Grandma was there to whoosh. Cut to me at the Arrow Theater in Santa Monica a couple of years ago watching wow. Pet Cemetery, and then they drag out the kid that played Gabe. And I'm like, mm, nope. Get, nope. Get nope. him back. Get him back out. <laughs> Gabe, go back. Go back into the grave, Gabe. Man, I mean, that is. Uh, thank you so much for sharing those incredible stories. I'm so glad, Mike, you know, at. at pushed you to tell those those are incredible i mean and you know what there's a theme here because what do you mean push yeah (laughs) well how many times have we heard these like ghost stories which you think are going to be like scary and they are but then there's like there's this tinge of like you know push i give a supernatural nudge and then i throw the car in reverse and we peel out of those train tracks (laughs) well and that is wild i have a ton that would like make the hair on the back of your neck stand up those were and everything but the those two were my favorite because that's Grandma's personal. Yeah. I love it. Man, you know, that's 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 really incredible. Be more careful. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk to Brandy about our collector's corner. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. And it's time for Collector's Corner. Yes. Brandy, uh, I already see it out on the coffee table, so I'm going to kind of jump the gun here for a second. Oh, boy. And say that I brought a collector's item this week, and it is my copy of Snagglepuss number two. Yes. For those that aren't looking, this cover art for Snagglepuss is sick. This isn't your father's Snagglepuss. No, but, it is um, amazing. Looks really cool. And uh, Sasquatch Detective is the backup story in the issue of um, Yes. Number two, so thank you for bringing us some. I brought my own. I would love for you to sign it for me before you leave today. And she showed me a variant cover. She said that word variant cover, so I stole it. Oh, yeah. Got to jump on them them hot bears. (laughs) Um, So, uh, Brandy. Yes. Obviously, you're into comic books, but uh, what do you collect? Because you're you're one of our rare guests that actually brings something in for show and tell, which we love. Okay. I actually brought two. Well, there's like four things in here. Great. But I brought... Okay, I, is this one of those experiments where we get to like blindfold ourselves and then feel no. around and guess what it is? Well, I have okay. to pee, Michael. I don't have time I, for that. I collect vintage cameras and typewriters, so Whoa. I did bring. Wait, I brought one of my cameras that I love so much. At forties with like oh the oh my gosh um, that's so cool with the accordion oh, oh cool wow so here's this but wow the other thing that I collect. 
I collect lunch boxes. Yeah. And I have almost 200 of them. Holy, wow. Sweet. But I, I love lunch boxes. I brought three. Wow. Um, and so here. Oh, I want to guess which one's so bad. Yeah. Return of the Jedi. Jedi. I is, had this that one. That looks like it's signed oh, by wow. Mark Hamill. It's signed by Mark Hamill, oh, Carrie Fisher, shit. Harrison Ford. Michael's and, thumbs are all uh, over it. Billy oh, Dee oh. Williams. Wow. Same oh, one with Empire. No way. Holy, she's, oh, dude. And these are excellent and these conditions. are for us? Wow. And then the Star Wars. <laughs> and here's the Star Wars. One for Wars. each, Riley. That's yours. Wow. <laughs> oh, my, oh, my God. God. How did you obtain Ooh, these? Oh, and these are in amazing condition. Um, my Holy mother. Shit, look at that, dude. When I left for college, was like I was the baby, oh, and my mom's rad. like, "We need to start collecting something." So oh, my I mother and my her. stepfather started collecting antique Coca Cola. Wow. So when my mom would come to visit me, she always wanted to go antiquing, and it was hell it was miserable for yeah. me so it was one of those things where i'm like well if i start to collect something then um it won't be so awful and it's like if you can't beat them join them yeah great. so i started collecting lunch boxes i mean for those of you who are star wars fans or like uh collectors fans this has got to be oh, like man. some I'm, of the best stuff i've ever seen i'm like, taking pictures incredible. and it's they're really just for me you know for those of us who collect things like we thought baseball cards were going to be worth something they're not like it was the toys and not only the toys it was the lunch boxes and the thermoses that like oh, were, were that became the pride of a collector's like you know so you're right on top of the echelon of cool shit to collect that's great you know, lunch boxes have gotten so expensive. I love the metal lunch boxes, and I have a couple of them yeah. that I've had for a long time now. Yeah. But if you try to go collect them now, there's a ton out there that are yeah. really, really Luckily, expensive. Luckily, when I started, it was reasonable. Now it's gotten out of hand. These wow. are all Thermos brand. And then I remember when I was a kid, the big one were the, you know, and they, they went from metal to plastic. Yeah. And the big the, mistake. The, the Aladdin ones. Remember, I had like a G.I. Joe. Mm. I had a. Thundercats, maybe Transformers. I was a lucky kid. I got a new lunchbox every every year for school. Oh, Riley wants to jump in there. I just got to jump in here and yeah, say come on in. That not only are these signed, but the personal notes on these lunchboxes are insane. To Brandy, forcefully yours. <laughs> forcefully, that's Hamill, huh? One of them signed "Love to Brandy from a galaxy far, far away." Another one says, "For Brandy, may your aim be true." Like this That's is like so these are wow. those are personal. Those are, those are so amazing. cool. When I was working on Mad TV like a lifetime ago, um, that's when um, Mark Hamill signed those, and then. Um, my friend was the accountant for um sure as you talk about for, uh there's a horrible film called Hollywood Homicide. Oh. And um uh Harrison Ford was on that. And so my friend who's an accountant um was able to get those signed and he had them forever. I'm like, they're gone. They're it's just incredible. gone. And then he finally signed them. And then when I was at Family Guy, um I got to know Carrie Fisher very well. And so I'm just heart. Still heartbroken about the whole thing. I mean, she was a handful, but she was amazing and wow. such a delight. And she she signed those. And then another friend was is friends with Billy D. Williams, and that's how Empire and Return are signed. Man, you know the whole galaxy. That's amazing. <laughs> that's incredible. The thing I love so much about these old this old stuff and the old Star Wars art is like everything pre. 1990, like, 7, 98, like, all these old handmade illustration for the box art. Stuff that's, like, not clip arts, not Photoshop. Yeah. 
I mean, I get Let's why get people. I, wish, I I get why people do Photoshop, and why it's it's easier. But God, it's like we're missing out on so many wonderful pop culture pieces of art because of that. Well, you, know, you see the same image of Kylo Ren now over and over. And I know, over but again. you said it yourself. We've discovered through the people who are following this podcast that there are so many artists out there who are creating the cool thing. new. Like, it's all in the hands of the fans. It's now. in the hands of you and now. all yes. the fan artists. They're the ones making the great stuff like this. Yeah, that's and right. Absolutely. Corporations, if you're listening, you need to like hire some of these fans to create art for lunch boxes instead of just taking something from the Lucasfilm clip small art batch of goods putting is, it on yeah i mean come on it's better that's why like i was never really into comics until i started working at dc and now i've been to like several comic cons and wonder cons and this and that and artist alley is insane i have gotten so much artwork yes. that is just like stunning i'm like it's so this? inspirational i mean you know don't 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 despair out there i mean because gosh there's so many incredible talented artists who enjoy all these this mythology and all these stories and yeah but no this is something special wow hats off so great so cool that's Thank a cool you part of the collector's the club in. portion this Way could to go. make a little nice little museum you're welcome piece. back anytime yeah <clears throat> um okay before we leave brandy where can people find you and do you have anything you want to plug um i'm just plugging sasquatch detective right now um the the first issue came out in Snagglepuss number two um last week and then there will be four more issues in the next four months as um back at pages great um, wow and hopefully something will come of that because the will. response so far has been amazing i will so be i will promise you i will be reading that to my kids like they love comic books so that's i cannot wait to go so get you want to find uh listeners go out and get the snagglepuss chronicles starting with issue two yeah you can't <laughs> miss the cover hot pink snagglepuss he looks awesome <laughs> nice <laughs> and then pink, um snagglepuss uh, Twitter is at Brandy Stowell. It's two E's, three L's, one in the middle. Um, and then I started a um, Sasquatch Detective Twitter. And then I was bored for Super Bowl, and I started Henry Cavill's mustache, but that was a failure. <laughs> and like, nobody responded, and I was bored by what? the third quarter, and I quit. And then on, as far as Instagram goes, I think I'm I'm sorry, Charlie. I think that's what I am. And okay. it's a picture of my cat, writer, producer, Liz Lemon. Great. Gotcha. Cool, yeah. Bryce. You have anything? Oh, I didn't mean you to cut you, up? you up. Uh, You know what? Yeah, I was I was uh, tweeting out our Bigfoot uh, thing on Twitter. It's it's at Bigfoot underscore C Club. Um, we got to get our followers up on there. I think we're so dedicated to Instagram and Facebook. But shout out to all the people who are following us on Twitter. Find us at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Twitter. We're there. Uh, and we're Instagram on, and Facebook. And as Instagram well. and Facebook. We're posting on all social media sites. And thank you Great. for your comments. We read them all, and they they brighten our day. And, and thank you. Uh, Riley, you got anything to plug other than your microphone into the sound machine? At the last second so I can sneak in a, a voice. Um, yeah, check out my band, Spindrift. It's uh, psychedelic Western music. Uh, a lot of the songs are about ghosts and things like that. Sweet. That sounds uh, so awesome. And uh, McMills, you can you can find I'm at McMills on Twitter. And, uh, of course, I throw up a bunch of photos and everything on our Facebook and Instagram, and I'm trying to tweet out more. Um, it's a lot of social media to keep up with. You do a great job um, But also, too, yep. WonderCon is coming up at the end of March. Are you going to be there at all, Brandy? Are you signing any stuff or doing anything? Um, I'll probably just be working for DC. I don't know. Okay. Have... That's good enough. I my have, first um... cosplayer, I will lose my mind. Oh, my gosh. I will be there on Saturday, uh, March 24th, I believe, at 1030. I have a panel 
with Golden Apple Comics, who's launching a brand new publishing uh, uh, endeavor. And I have a new comic book. It's been delayed, but it's finally coming out this year. It's called Adventure Van, which I wrote and Ryan Cody Illustrated. So I'm going to be signing uh, limited edition Ashcan copies, uh, preview copies of the first issue. So if you're in L.A., Anaheim, and come to WonderCon, come find me. I'll be at that Sick. panel, and we'll have a, we'll, there'll be signings and everything. So just put that down on your calendar to uh, come see me. And I'd love to see any Bigfoot Collectors Club fans yeah. out there. And, and cosplayers, jump on that Sasquatch detective. Oh, yeah. Please. <laughs> please. And, uh, I, I heard her have say that. Have your daughter. Yeah. Please have yeah, your daughter. Yeah, we'll come see. to Tanya Lightfoot. That would be good. Uh, Also, I think uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 3 is wrapping up right now. Make sure to check that out. I am definitely in the season finale. It's been a really great season, uh, and it should be out on Netflix soon. Um, as always, I want to thank our guest, Brandy. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Seriously. We've loved thank having you. That was amazing. Such great stuff. And uh, I want to thank Riley Bray, our sound engineer and producer, yep. and um, the band Sun Eaters for the use of our music, Come Alone, uh, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. You can check out uh, all their stuff on uh, lotuspool.com. So thanks, guys. Awesome. Let's thank you. step back into the portal now. <laughs> we'll Shut it down. Or stay in the flesh and blood. <laughs> yeah. You you be you. Be whatever kind of cryptid you want to be. That's right. Um, But we'll see you back here next Wednesday. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their case has had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible. And if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.